2: and you're good to mama.
0: For the champions, for the champions, stand,
1: stand up straight. i uh, stand up straight. Stand up straight. Stand up. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do
0: it. This is Stand Up Straight. Join, only 4.9.
3: Good evening and welcome everyone. I'm Michelle Barber and you are listening to Stand Up Straight, where we aim to provide a vehicle for the allied supporters to stand up for our GLB TNI communities, to encourage and create greater inclusion, share stories, give advice, create dialogue or introduce a new way of thinking, but most importantly, to facilitate change toward greater acceptance of our rainbow family in all its shapes and sizes. Before we dive into tonight's show and put our dear guest out of her misery, <laughs> I just wanted to uh, thank uh, Dana Mason who are the new Thursday night drive, uh, afternoon drive show and The Informer that you will hear every Monday to Thursday between 6.30 and 7 and to the lovely Beck for the news. We uh, have a... Large contingent of folks in the studio. Mm-hmm. The lovely Beck is next to my on my right. Hi, Michelle. Who's calm? She's just sauntered into the studio after returning from overseas. So I just got off the plane <laughs> straight here. <This laughs> how
2: professional I oh, am. Oh, she's v- and the things I do for you, Michelle.
3: Yeah. And the uh, lovely Clayton across the desk uh, pushing our buttons tonight. Before we get into tonight's show, wanted to thank Beck, Stephanie, and Clayton for the last couple of weeks and in and particular the last couple of months. So I've not uh, been a regular on Thursday night, so it's actually been good for them because they've been allowed to talk more than they <laughs> normally would. That's right. And we haven't broken the show no, in your you absence. you haven't. And, you've, and I have listened to podcasts, which if anybody wants to uh, catch up on any of our mm. shows, they go to the Joy uh, website. And um, we have got a phenomenal array of podcasts. And in particular, one from last week, which was extremely educational. And um, it every was woman Very should educational. Listen to... I think they should. Yeah. Every woman. And uh, who was it? It was uh, Gina and... Ruby. Ruby from... And
0: Clayton, <laughs> yeah. I look, I wasn't even going to talk tonight, as always. We knew um, it. Also has my favorite podcast title I've ever done, which is totally bragging. I'm getting over it.
2: Uh, I and told it, you that was yeah. the best one I'd ever heard. The pro- podcast is? is
0: called "Damn Her," it's spelled D A M. So, and yeah. you
2: have to listen to the podcast correct. to understand. Well yeah. done,
3: Clayton. So. Uh, Without further ado, whenever I spoke to uh, my guest prior to tonight, there was something that was really interesting that kept arising. She constantly mentioned that she wasn't different and she wasn't very interesting. And why would we want to get to know her and what would she have to say to contribute to our conversation? And that she's always just seen everyone as all the same. This uh, The difference is that Marion is a very young 75-year-old ally and most people her age perhaps would not share the same view and that's exactly why you are interesting, young lady. So now, Marion, welcome to the microphone. Thank you very much, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit of a long-winded introduction, but it was really important because when we've spoken, you did frequently say, why do you want to talk to me? Well, you know, yeah. What have I got to say? The thing is we don't talk to people your age very much mm. on air here mm, right in right. the community, and um I think that's this is why it's so important and allies come in as I say in my intro in you know every shape size age religion, sexuality everything
1: so do you consider yourself an ally yes i would I would think i would you would, I would have to be in mm. in that um So I said, I I don't know why, uh, when I said I don't know what to say, I just accept people. Mm. And then I've thought a lot about this in the last week or two, that I'm trying to think of something to say, that like when I was uh, traveling in England with a backpack on my back and Mm. people would look down their nose at me and I'd say, well, you don't, I'd think to myself, you don't know anything about Mm. me, you know, you don 't treat me like that, mm. and I think that 's how I see you know everybody mm. that you you 're accepting and, and treat people with respect and and that's, um, that 's i think that 's about as all i 've come up with so far <laughs> <laughs>
3: that 's pretty good it is that's and there 's no there 's no right answer yeah. at all ever and I think the, the, what fascinates me is that and as I also said that Most people I would think, or a lot, maybe it's a Mm generalisation, that of your generation, Mm -hmm. being gay was something that was um, a mental illness. Homosexuality was illegal. Uh, I know, and I've talked, my my mum is is 80, so a little older than you, and she's got friends, as I do, and people that don't want to, don't have um, cut off family members for being gay or they've been disowned. And our generation, you know, Clayton's, Beck's, and mine, is significantly more accepting. And I'm wondering,
1: mm. Well, why do thinking, you think... I don't, I don't know why, even my brother and sister, you know, I, I really don't know what their attitudes are, but trying to think back, um, when uh, maybe in my teens you'd be at a dance mm. and um, you know, I was told that the men can't dance together, but the women can. But mm. no, it was never presented as a good or a bad thing, it was just a fact.
3: And did you ever question that? Do you do no, you? Well, know I, I
1: think probably you know my early teens. I was thinking, well, you, you hear about women at the back of the ballroom waiting for a man to ask, and I think I, back then I naively thought, well, the men aren't doing their job. The poor, we- <laughs> the poor women are sitting on the outskirts, and they and you know they should be asking them. You know, I don't know. I was just, I'm very naive. <laughs> no, that's a really interesting observation. <laughs> when um. You Can
3: you remember And this is tonight There's such a big story I think So I'm just going to ask you a random question Do you remember the first time That you met a gay person?
1: I can remember When I was living in Adelaide Being invited to dinner At a, a, a friend's place mm. And some other friend said to you Oh you know she's a lesbian And I said Oh no, wondered why you know what that or you know why it was why, relevant. Why it was irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And I went there and, and was just like with any of my friends. I had a, but so that was I think probably the first time that I was really confident that mm. I'd, I'd met um, a gay person. And they've been happily together ever since.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that other
1: voice is James. Now,
3: the reason that James is in here, and, and I think we're going to, I think <laughs> Marion's going to be one of our uh, favourites, but just really quickly, the, why is James here tonight with you, Marion? Because
1: he's been my neighbour for 10 years, mm. and uh, I would say the first, first time I went to one of James's parties I. Um, She's a
0: dancing queen. <laughs> I,
1: <laughs> no, you are. <laughs> yeah. I I realised I w- was the the only woman and probably the only heterosexual, <laughs> and, and the I, least th-
0: hairy person in the room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and but I you know I was I think that's why James invited me because he knew I, I'd be comfortable, and and another well one story that I th- I think might be relevant that I've said. Um, I had a a friend who, after about twenty-five years of marriage, came out as gay Mm -hmm. and left his family. But he would come to Melbourne and take me out for a meal, and because you know our friendship hadn't changed, because he was my friend. Mm -hmm. And one uh, lunchtime at uh, Southbank, he said to me that um, he had a permanent partner now, and I said, "Oh, that's lovely. You know, how did you meet?" as you do, and he said, I can tell you, Marion, which I think is the best part about the story. because he said it was uh, naked in the dark at a gay sauna. (laughs) (laughs) And I was saying,
3: oh, that's nice. Oh, yes. Oh! You remained calm?
1: Oh, yes, I remained calm. But it was a surprise. But I thought that... And and I never asked him why. He said he's coming to Melbourne again in January, and I thought, well, maybe I'll... Yeah, I don't know why he was comfortable and why he said, I can tell you, I don't know.
2: Well, I think he was probably comfortable because of all of those things you've just said, Mm, Marion, that you just accept everyone and what a beautiful, simple thing that everyone should do but obviously that's that's quite obvious in your interactions with people and I'm sure that's exactly why he felt like he could tell Mm. you that.
3: We um, (laughs) want to all give Marion a cuddle I think. She's been very nervous (laughs) and she's had the beautiful, (laughs) perfect beginning to a radio show. You are
2: listening to Stand Up Straight on Joy.
1: Hi, my name is Bella and you're listening to Stand Up Straight with Michelle on Joy 94.9. Hey.
3: Wait for the last one, the last boom, boom. You are listening to Michelle, Beck, and occasionally Clayton. And um, I'm trying to think of a nice, warm and fuzzy name for Marion, but I think just Marion. Magical (laughs) Marion. Magical Marion. Oh, I like that. Yeah, she likes that. So um, Marion... doesn't mind that we refer to her age and I think we should be, I think as women we should own our age regardless of what our age is and Marion is a very proud and punchy 75 and anybody, and we will take a photograph and post it of Marion and she's just gorgeous, she gives off a very warm glow, it's lovely in the studio. We um, we were just talking briefly off air about the difference the, the way things have changed on television do you mind just mentioning some of those shows that you were saying and how things well, have changed?
1: I don't think I remember the, the name names of the programs well with um, married couples but they were always in single beds Mm. and because I say I was thinking a bit in preparation you know for the program and thinking back at about the same time or even uh, earlier than that you've got um Christopher Isherwood and um James Baldwin writing books about you know sexuality, homosexuality, mm. and it seems what a contrast from you know f- that's all happening at the same time. Would that have been confusing? I wonder then for
3: for for, for anybody, well, but for gay men that their, their their lives or the, in a sense is being written about, but yeah. yet there's st- they weren't represented on no, television at
1: all, not 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 even if a you know sort of a married heterosexual couple couldn't. Depict their life couldn't be depicted properly on mm. television. Yeah.
2: I think, I mean, gay people being represented on television is very recent, though. Yeah. Like, and it's yeah. only in the last probably 10 years. And in
3: mm. awful ways, they were often the villain or the, mm. the really bitchy drag queen or the, mm. yeah, yeah the villain or, you know, the nasty person. It was just not Joe mm. Blow that lived next door. Yeah. You know, and it, it, and I, I think that's always disturbed me. I think that it's almost like the gay community had got a bad rap because they were never represented. Correctly. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah. And then even with me feeling that, that's how I think that's how an ally is because you're, I'm going around in circles here, but it's um, seeing what's wrong mm. and feeling that it's wrong yeah. and acting on it. So do you, have you ever had to sort of step up on a soapbox and defend your friends or, um, uh, or have you heard homophobic things and you've had to
1: retaliate or um no not 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 really not in uh close uh, you know with uh my family or friends it, because it really it just sort of hasn't come up hmm.
2: and do you think marion i know i'm thinking of my own grandparents who are a little hmm. bit older than you but they I don't think they would be, you know, I guess they don't talk about it, but they wouldn't be proud allies. Amongst friends your age, is it, is it
3: unusual or, or is she it just something that have doesn't many come <laughs>
2: up?
1: <laughs>
0: Truth be told, Young, she doesn't. The
1: Clayton, Clayton, turn his microphone off. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I've, I do have uh, a couple of friends my age. One has a, uh, a gay son, one a gay brother. But again, it isn't something that you really feel a need to talk about because they're just they're relatives. And, you know, it doesn't it, it's just everything sort of accepted. Why do you, I don't know if you'll be able to answer this, but why do you think you're different? Was
3: this a, a sense of social justice or, or were you brought up with a very
1: active you know, and socially active Family no, or anything no, like n- that? Not that. I, I think I just feel that um, people should be respected, uh, and that everybody's an individual. That's mm. I, I think that's just how I um, approach things. I don't know. That's was why I said I, I, it was difficult for me because I don't really, I can't really explain. It. <laughs> mm.
0: I think working in mental health may have helped, though. Do you think, Marion? Well,
1: probably. Yeah, that, mm. I guess that could help. Um, that you you meet so many um, people with uh, from all walks of life, yeah. Mm. Is um, can you tell me a little bit about your upbringing?
3: Do you, have you got brothers and sisters? I've and got
1: a brother and a sister, and uh, my mother was uh, raised a Methodist. My father was an atheist, and mm. I think I so I didn't have a, a strong religious upbringing. Mum would send us off to the nearest church. <laughs> Oh, uh, and Dad, we would come home, and Dad would say, "You'd do it. That'll do you more harm than good." <laughs> so, a, religion oh. wasn't a strong force in my life. No. So then you had people <laughs> that you, you had a very
3: strong voice, though, at home that allowed. To, w- no, d- no, no. I didn't have a strong <gasps>
1: voice. You didn't. No.
0: I think one thing that you should definitely talk about is your dad's vaudeville. Like, he's yeah, my very father famous was in
1: vaudeville, oh. and he was also uh-huh. a hypnotist. Oh my goodness! Wow! <laughs> and so you've not had a stock standard? No, no, probably not. But mm-hmm. he was all, and they were both very controlling, so that I wasn't. as what I was say. I wasn't. Didn't have a strong voice because they would. They would make sure I, you know, towed their line.
3: Is mm. um. Have you have you ever been overseas? I think you oh, travelled. Yeah. I said
1: I, I lived in America for twenty years.
3: Why America?
1: I met my husband on a blind date in London. Oh, as, she, you, <laughs> as
3: you do. Wow, <laughs> she's
1: good. I need to go on more blind <laughs> <Yeah>. dates. <laughs> on a blind date, so yes. stick I've around never forgiven the man though. who oh, introduced <laughs> us <laughs> because it really wasn't uh, a very good, very good marriage. But I was married seven, seventeen years, and they so, lived in America for twenty. And when did you go to America? 1966.
3: And can you what, – what was it like It, was, that, it was, where well, were you? Well, you we
1: started off in Missouri mm-hmm. and then uh, a year in Berkeley because uh, um, my husband was at the university and he was on sabbatical in Berkeley. Mm-hmm. We went back to Missouri for a year and then to Indiana. And I took um, – I studied in Indiana. And that was, uh, I did a psychology degree there and that was one thing on my little cheat sheet here (laughs) about, um, you know, uh, learning about operant conditioning and was mentioned in passing in a class about aversion therapy for homosexuality. And I just thought, oh, I don't know about that. Does that fire you up, that sort of thing? No, no, it didn't. Didn't really fire me up. I mean, I think you've felt so. I, I felt so. Well, I was just one, one voice anyway. But. It, it. I don't know, but it was in it was just in passing. It wasn't really a big deal in, in that class, no. Did you know what it was, though, at the time? Yes. Yeah. 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 And we just c- thought it was a bit of a strange thing to do.
3: Mm. And it is, I, I mm. would think. Uh, we're going to come back and chat a little bit more to the, what did you call Marion? Magical Marion. Magical Marion. Oh. <laughs> You're on Stand Up Straight on Joy.
0: You're listening to Michelle on Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9. She's
3: my mum. We have uh, Marion in the studio with us, the young and sprightly 75-year-old Marion. The reason we say that is that it just goes to show that it doesn't matter who you are, you can be an ally. And um, even though Marion thinks she isn't one... We believe that she is. So um, Marion um, has uh, travelled and lived overseas, lived in America for 20 years, you were saying. Mm. But um, Indiana, has that got a special place in your heart? Well,
1: it's, it's a lovely university. But I, um, what was particularly maybe of interest here is that um, the Kinsey Institute is there. Mm. And as, uh, I also did anthropology uh, and uh, could t- took a course at uh, the, the institute uh, with Paul Gerhardt, who worked with Kinsey, and uh, it, the, uh, the the Institute for Sex Research is in the Morrison Hall, mm. and uh, the university has allowed the the students apparently I never checked it out, but there was one door on the side of the building that is decorated for Jim Morrison, which. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> <laughs> Which I like.
3: <laughs> what was it, what made you do or study the course that you did? Well, there. it was just
1: offered. It was called Basic Human Sexuality.
3: But what drew you? to And that was in what year?
1: Uh, it was it? Would have been nineteen eighty-three, I think.
3: So I'm just I'm fascinated as to what draws you to something like that um, when most wouldn't, perhaps.
0: The festing story. <laughs>
3: We 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 saw everything. She didn't. I just for those that cannot see, Marion did not flinch. No, because I I'm did. telling the because I'm
0: telling the truth.
3: So on, the... on that, Marion, do you find that oh, your your gay buddies? Yeah. Do they try and trip you up or embarrass only James. you? Oh, Because I, <laughs> I think I found that um, with my mum, who's eighty, there'll be people that'll try and shock her, and uh, she just nah,
1: no. Water no, off a duck James, I'm not, I'm not shockable. Yeah. <laughs> Trust
0: me, I've tried really, really hard.
1: But it, it was called Basic Human Sexuality, and the, one of the very first um, we saw uh, there was a lecture in the more at uh, the first half of the evening, and then um, a movie or being shown um, magazines and photographs, and. Um, there was the first movie was of this animal, which might have been about two foot high when it was on its hind legs, running around with a stick between its legs, rubbing it up and down, which was just, like, hilarious. i <laughs> <laughs> might do this, <laughs> you might do this <laughs> and then oh, and then I. Uh, but the first time I went to the Kinsey Institute was that uh, a psychologist was invited to the department for to give a, a, a lecture. And he said he would only come if he could tour the Institute. So we did a tour. And the Institute has a lot of beautiful artwork that was donated before um, you could display everything, you know, on your wall at home. So they've got this, this fantastic collection of artwork and a lot of it was just in metal cabinets, and they'd open up, and there were all these things. And I think one, one the donation was arrived, all broken, it was this ceramic thing, and they patched it all together. And it was a phallic, phallus about you know, five foot high, <laughs> by the time they got it all together. But, um, so, and we, we saw a short film, and you know toured the place, and uh, so that was the first time I went there. And there's a library. Um, a collection that do a lot of research there, so but um, let's say that the films were um, well, there was a, a young woman in in the class with me, and we, we left the class one day, and she h- hung on my shoulder and said what 's advanced
2: because <laughs> <laughs> it was basic human sexuality.
3: <laughs> you answer? She said, "I don't know." No, we don't just know. sort of. Oh, there's, there's more to come. Do you think that was a bit courageous of you to go and do a course no. or study? No, no, no. So my sense is that everything you you have a sense of wonderment for yeah. everything. Yeah, I, right? think,
1: and I, I taught childbirth. I'm a I'm a certified childbirth instructor. Gosh. So you know, I every I think uh, I'm interested in in lots of things. Yeah, wow. Um,
2: and seen lots of things. Yeah, and by seen the lots sound
3: of, things. of it. Yeah. And heard lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, um, in the 80s, HIV and AIDS was um, on, uh, unfortunately, everywhere. Yeah. Oh, were you touched by that at all? Did you know anybody? Did, was, did you, Was it, what was it
1: like on the television over there we know here? No, well, the, the first one that I remember was Rock Hudson mm-hmm. was coming. But um, also, but I don't know if it's of interest. My. Sister-in-law uh, was working at um, Washington University in St. Louis, and in 1969, she, they had a young man die of, of, of a combination of diseases that mm. they couldn't work out what, so they froze his tissue and in about that was 1969. And in 198, it was just after we I divorced. So it might have been 85. They defrosted it, and it was AIDS. Oh wow! So that that was my it's it's you know, it was written up you know in all the literature yeah, mm. that uh, she Medical was journalism. one of the team that uh, that they it was discovered that it was AIDS back then. Yeah.
3: Do you remember? Um, did you have um, a lot of uh, or any gay friends in the states at all? Or you weren't aware. I know no, I'm happy. They really um, didn't come up. They're just sort of friends or um, mm. I'm just wondering though whether there was any discussion around HIV then and or whether it was kind of hidden or or if you heard mm. stories from anyone. No, no not no. really, no. And it was um but was it what was it like in America in those days?
1: Well it was a rather um Privileged sort of uh, town to grow up in. It was thirty thousand students, and the population was about fifty thousand. Mm. And there was a, a it was a, sm- a small town in the middle of cornfields, and it was fifty miles from Indianapolis. It was a land grant university, and apparently, when it was set up in the late um, like about around about eighteen eighty. It was thought that education corrupted. And so the university was 50 miles outside of Indianapolis. They thought that that was a, um, you know, far enough away not to corrupt people. But mm. then the university was lucky to have Herman B. Wells, who was um, a very farsighted person who expanded the university, um, uh, allowed Kinsey to do his research. Were you
3: ever tempted to go back um, and do any more courses there where you didn't whet your appetite? No, no.
1: I I sort of got a divorce and came back to Melbourne and had to earn a living. (laughs) Which was in what field? Uh, Occupational therapy Mm -hmm. in psychiatry. Wow. Basket weaving. (laughs) I'm an old proud basket weaver. (laughs) the, The new OTs don't think much of but it's I, the new what ot's uh,
2: occupational occupational therapist, therapist. not yeah. enough basket weaving these days oh. no
1: not at all and um wisely
3: chosen <laughs> d- do you do you think that um your that's the field that you went into mm. was chosen for you by someone, someone upstairs, somewhere, or do you think that this is, it was a very well, conscious... Well, Marion's dad wouldn't say it was <laughs> someone upstairs. <laughs> well, that's, that's true. That's you're right, ben. What an argument that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> Neither other words, Marion, to be honest. Let's, let's so you're not a religious here. person, Marion? No, not at all. No? No. Do you believe in something? Sex. F- Sex. <laughs>
1: No, I I think I I do believe just do the the, the Protestant I suppose ethic of do unto others. Mm, um, that's life, but but I don't believe in the uh, higher, you know. Have you had any uh, challenging conversations with people along those lines, I dare say no, people no, don't we, agree with you. No, some. but you're not going to win, so it's not worth it.
3: Oh, so but does then that does that mean then that you back down from a good argument? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because you didn't get it, that was derision. Back down from any argument ever.
1: No, I think, but I, I always say, I, I choose my arguments. Mm. Yeah. So I asked you before about what what do you get on
3: your soapbox for? So what is it that revs you up or rolls you up nowadays?
1: Other than Mr. Trump. Look at people <laughs> who aren't thoughtful toward each other. Mm. I, th- I think even, even that could be, James would know in c- certain ways that drive him up the wall if... if People are selfish in their parking. Oh! <laughs> no. oh now this a local neighbourhood issue. Where we live, in parking <laughs> is a problem.
0: Yeah. Marion is well known in Fitzroy for for sticking up and sticking in. Really, I guess is one of the comments that she's well known for. If something isn't right, she will tackle it head on. She doesn't shy away from public issues or whatever. She's kind of got a reputation.
3: <laughs> and, um, you're good. the social voice.
1: Would you say the the, the voice of the um, the, the community, conscience. the yeah. conscience? Well, that sounds a bit strong, but I I, I do speak up for yeah for the community, mm. and p- people tease me a bit that you know I I look after the neighbourhood. Why is that important <laughs> to you though? Well, I suppose in a way that the, the neighbourhood is family for mm. me. But, um I'm not very close to my brother and sister, and my children are in America, and I visit them every year. But um, but the neighbor, you know, the neighbourhood is my family. Even the shopkeepers, I, I know nearly <laughs> a, a lot of them by name. I introduce myself. Yeah. Do you think that's what's lacking? Because you can go into your milk by now, and there's.
3: Very little. In t- I know. Growing up, I'd go there the, the the Greek man. I'd walk in and I'd get a bag of mates for anyone out there that knows. they a toffee that's covered in chocolate, or he'd know your name, or he'd know your parents' name, and he'd know your dog's mm. name, and you'd get a little, you get a little lolly before you left the milk bar. And that, do you think that's what's missing?
1: Um, not with me because I think a lot of the shopkeepers that I go to have been there a fair while, and i've I've lived in I've lived in the neighbourhood twenty nine years, so mm. that I'm you know it is. Pillar of the community you are, Marion Oh, thank yes, you you. <laughs> you are That's <laughs> not far from the truth
2: either
3: I, I'm getting a sense of mm. that uh, You are listening to Stand Up Straight on Joy
1: Hi, this is Fiona Passion from the Australian Sex Party And you're lucky to be listening to Michelle on Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9
3: If you would like to send a message in to the uh, lovely Marion, a comment, a statement, a question, I'm sure she'd love to answer it. So uh, you've got uh, about 15 or so minutes to send a message in on 0427 JOY 949 or send us an email on air at joy.org.au. Just like the lovely Daniel has, he has said he loves the show, Love your work at and around joy. And thanks Clayton for the CSA. That's a little special shout out for you, Clayton. Aww, Daniel is from thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel is uh, from VAC. Yeah, uh, so we've got Marion in the studio with us tonight, and she's regaling us with a few. We were hoping there'd be a few more saucy stories. Yeah, Marin. where's few, the good where's stuff? Where's the dirt? Come on, have you?
2: <laughs> I want to hear more about James's parties. <laughs> I
0: think the good stuff starts after we got to know each other, really, didn't it? The number of times that Marion's bailed me out of tricky relationship endings and she's she's my you know that you know the term fag hag which yes, we I all do. actually absolutely I hate, hate it. with
3: a passion do I you Marion you hate it. Yeah, I think Absolutely love the term fag
0: hag because Marion's a fairy princess. You know, <laughs> the reality is that she's much more much more classy than a fag hag.
2: I agree. So, so I when you can't get word. rid of the dodgy blokes, James, you call Marion?
0: I actually get advice from Marion because <laughs> she's a really like she's we've talked about she's a mental health worker so and there isn't any Anything. Literally, there is no subject that's off limits. And when, when we talk when when we talk about Kinsey and fisting, you know, we talk about things that go on now. Yeah, Marion's not in the least bit shy. She knows about circuit. She knows about the Laird. She knows all the bars in the neighbourhood. <laughs> she <laughs> knows everything there is to know about being gay in Fitzroy. Wow.
3: Question then, strange on a radio show, I know. But do you wear this almost like a badge of honour? The way you're, I I know the answer to all these questions, I can tell, but I'm just, is
1: this something, is you proud that people feel this way about you or you just don't have that conscious thought? No, when you say a badge of honour, that seems as though you're putting yourself above somebody else. It's it's just sort of who I am. I don't, I I don't see it that way Mm. at all.
3: But you're but you're there for people that perhaps might not have anybody that provide that level. That's mm. that's an mm. ultimate, amazing, incredible support that you provide. Yeah. Totally unconditional. I'm gathering yeah. there yeah. is no strings, no no ulterior motive. There's no agenda. No. You are just there.
0: You know, there's a lot of homeless people and and you know like street livers and people with mental health problems. Marion knows them all. And she talks to them and they know. In fact, you've even had them sleeping on your porch, isn't no, that well, right? yes,
1: I didn't really want that, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was more worried they'd pee on the Bluestone and it would stink. Oh,
3: well, yes. <laughs> oh that's gorgeous. Um, why are you
1: uncomfortable if people speak this way about you? Because I, I don't feel special, but, you know. <laughs> I don't know, but and I've got my crib sheet. One last thing I have to say: uh, she's bossing, she's, she's already bossy. Bossy. Told, She's pointing she's her OT.
2: finger. <laughs> no, own it, Marion. <laughs> own, own it, girlfriend. Girl.
1: One, yeah. th- one little mm. thing here I'd written in was, was this, when did you? And that was to remind me that Paul Gearpart said that when um, Kinsey, they were oh, all and Gearpart were doing the um, uh, interviews with people, he mentioned in particular that they never did say to somebody. Uh, have you had a homosexual experience, they would say, when did you? <gasps> so mm, That's it, persuasive questioning? Is that no, what that no, no. Their no? reasoning was that if you say, have you, everybody might say no, but mm. if you say when did, then that's an accepting way of presenting it. Oh, it's opening it. it
2: to everyone. It's opening ah. it up.
1: Yeah. And I, so, th- and I did, at the time, I thought that was very interesting, but it does, but it's, it's I think it's right. Well, that was their reasoning mm. that... um th- 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 that, that you know, that's that, that's how it was, and that, so that's the end of my crib sheet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the ter- Do you think terminology
3: is what is the key for um, for people to understand? They use the wrong terminology sometimes. Do you think, and they ask the questions in the wrong way, to accusatory
1: or? Yeah, I think it, I think it can be taken that way um, if people have their minds made up. And, you know, they might uh, have a particular way of interpreting what you say, so sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to be a bit careful, yeah.
0: So I think we just need to whip this question around the room. So, Michelle, when did you have a homosexual experience?
3: Um, I, I plead the fifth. Is that what they say? <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I just, you no. know. No, no, no. But th- that's what's really interesting because I've, I've not thought of it that way is that if you're phrasing it in that soft, it's like a, a, a gentle way, it's, mm. you've already proved that you're accepting if the answer is mm. one way or the other. So Not yet. Well, not yet. <laughs> but still hoping. That's right. That- I'm working on it. Uh- <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. I'm just in training at the moment. <laughs> just, you've yeah.
3: got your training wheels that's on back, have you? Yeah. Do you, um, Marion? Do you prefer hanging out with people of similar age or younger? Do you have a preference? <laughs> James, James is nodding. nodding. Not good for radio because we can't see head nods. So you, no, you
0: yeah? do? Marion gets bored with old people. She actually, I think the, the reality is when we have conversations, I can always tell when she spent time with her older friends because she's narky and irritable and bored. <laughs>
3: Do you know, do you, I have a reason for asking right, this yeah. because, and I use my mum again as the same thing, she'll come out to the theatre with us and then we'll go out for, you know, go to the pancake parlour, who is a sponsor of Joy, uh, at till 1 or 2 or 3 in the morning. And my mum loves that and she's 80. Oh, no, she I, get, I, I
1: go to bed early. I, <laughs> I wake, oh, you've just... <laughs> I, sorry, no, I wake up early. But, and p- partly because I... Um, of the time change, I, I listen to um, American news broadcasts at 4.30 oh, in the my morning. Gosh. Oh, wow. And that's <laughs> about the time I get an email from my daughter Would be, is about, you know, 3 or 4 mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning. So that's that's my, my schedule. And we... I don't prefer necessarily any, you know, younger or older people, no.
0: We have proof James is lying, though, because James ha- she hangs out with James, so she- clearly old people aren't a problem
3: for her. <laughs> Um, did I lead you into that perfectly? Ouch. Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> so the reason I asked is because d- is it the youth that provide you with um, uh, interesting conversations and things that perhaps you haven't had chance to experience yourself, or or it's just like new fisty. and no,
2: <laughs> that's twice <laughs> you're as hung up on. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not a lot of fisting talk yeah, in the I'm 75 a fisting, year old community. I <laughs>
1: guess. Yeah. yeah. Do you. Um... Yeah. <laughs> no, well, no, I. Um, there's a, a, a woman that I walk with two or three mornings a week, and she's the age of my daughter, and she usually sets it up, and I don't know why she. <laughs> you know, she must have people, her, you know, early, about 50, to mm-hmm. go walking with, but we have a, a nice time together. We go walking around, getting. I've got a, I've got a, a Fitbit. Which my oh, daughter gave gosh. me. God. I've That's got my 10,000 steps in today. Wow. Oh, made a show.
0: <laughs> she's also no slouch think... at a party. Like, she's a pretty good, she's always Dancer. the first one. There. She's, oh, I'm, I'm known for jelly shots parties. I love jelly shots oh, parties. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And I can promise the you that Marion doesn't have any problem with the, <laughs> being Marianne, the first one I've... there. And being the last one to leave, you found your
3: dancing partner, and it's good to live
2: next door to the party. Then you stumble. Do you still do the three
3: rings when you get home? Just (laughs) that they know you've got home safe. (laughs) No, she just yells. (laughs) She yells. No one's peed on the blue stone. I'm home. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to come back. No, we're not. We're going to keep talking. I'm getting the nod (laughs) and the shape, Um, Marion. What do you think older people could learn from the GLBTI community?
0: There's a curly oh,
3: yeah. question. No, don't say fisting. No. <laughs> oh, no <resort. laughs> it's like fisting bingo. I'm well, going to get yeah? a call from my mum. What's this fisting? So,
2: yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Yeah. There's some other shows on it. she can r- listen to. <laughs> me. <for Yeah>. That. <laughs>
1: No, um, well, again, I think it's just accepting that we're all individuals. And I, yeah, I. D- You've got a furrowed brow when you look at me,
3: and I think that's what's really interesting because it feels like we're not making um, that. There's no need to have. Um, we're making. It, it seems like we're making an issue out of something that doesn't exist doesn't, for you no, for in me, your no, life. No. I know, and is there? Um, Advice. So, if, so if you've got one of your friends and they come up to you, oh, Marion, my my granddaughter or my grandson's come out. I don't know what to do, and uh, what's the family going to say? What's the neighbours going to say? What would you say to them? Oh,
1: Anything well, lost your words. Some Mary. of these. That, well, what well, well, I've got the I've got the opposite actually. Well, there's a somebody I know that I'm sure is gay, but he doesn't know it. I ah, uh, say that's. The I'm glass not about closet? to. I'm not going to be the one to tell. <laughs>
2: you. I don't think it's James. No, it's definitely
1: not. Me. No, just somebody I know, and, mm. and it's really. Um, but so, but if somebody did come out and say that, I would probably try, and it will introduce them to more supportive people than I mm. am, and give them, th- for in, you know, information, mm-hmm. and see what are their fears. You know, what, why, what, why do they see it as a problem? They must have some fears, or
0: now you and I know that that's not quite true because there is someone that you haven't been brave enough, and I'm not obviously being careful about outing anybody on air, but you know, there's some. You got a neighbour who's definitely well,
1: bat, that, bats
0: for our team.
1: Yeah, but that's...
0: And you I haven't just, spoken to him yet.
1: <laughs> no, but, but I... am stop putting
2: myself <laughs> in the third person. I, but, I'm, <laughs> we're, we're talking about third so. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right.
3: um, d- does it... Um, so it puzzles you that we think... I, I See, I find you inspirational, and what, in, what interests me is the fact that you don't. And... Uh, I wonder how someone how how someone is made the way you are, and we don't know the answer. It's all mm. kind of rhetorical questions, yeah. and I just find it really fascinating that other people of your age would would be as opposite to you, and mm. that's why I think I find you inspirational and and fascinating. I think.
1: Well, I was asked to do this, you know, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and it's, I've been giving it quite a bit of thought, and I haven't got to the you know bottom of it yet, but maybe if, if I you know think about it a a, a little bit more. But as I say, it it isn't an issue Mm. for me. But as I say, if somebody said that they were worried that a family member was gay, I would just sort of believe it's all in education. Mm. Mm. And I would, you know, direct them to where they could get education.
2: And you're the perfect person for someone like that to come to, Marion, because you are so accepting and I think people probably are drawn to that and Mm. warm to that and feel comfortable Mm. talking to you about things. But I think the the biggest thing that I'm taking away from everything you say is it's just how you live your life. Yeah. It's not something you have to try. It's not something you have to do any different. It's just accepting everyone and their differences. And it sounds so simple, but we can't all do it all the time, yeah. I don't think.
3: Yeah. Mm. You're um, that, that sort of ultimate soft place to fall, which we use that terminology mm. a lot here in the studio, and I think that that's really um, important to create, but it's not always easy to create. And I think, and James has spoken very glowingly of you for a long, long time and about this amazing lady and that he can talk forever about anything to you. And I think that that's a really special and a u- unique relationship because a lot of hmm. a lot of members of the GLBTI community don't have anyone and often Joy is the only place that they can feel hmm. safe. And, and it's a really nice feeling, I would imagine, to have somebody across, you know, so close physically. Yeah, yep. Yeah and I, I
0: I mean the other thing is you know the the context behind stand up straight is that being an ally for for lgbti people to some degree is unusual like you have to Marion was talking about how a lot of the people that she knows don't have a problem with it, but then we identified that a lot of the people that she knows actually have gay relatives, gay mm. children. That's right, it's that and that's of why, it, isn't it? Yeah, mm. very much mm. so. But mm. Marion's not one of those people. Like she absolutely doesn't judge, doesn't ever you know have any judgment of people she takes everybody at face value and, and is so warm and welcoming like mm. she's such an easy person to be around and there is literally and I know we, we've touched on it a few times but there is literally nothing that we can't talk about mm. and I love that I mean it's something so special and that's why I think she's she she doesn't even know she's an ally, Do you know that kind of mm. One of the
3: things Marion said before she came on air and I don't mean to embarrass, but she said she felt like a fraud and didn't know why she would need to be here mm. but that in itself is just proof that allies Phenomenal. come in any every shape and every size, and um, that's what makes you special. And I th- and maybe this is a little bit of acknowledgement of the work that you do as friend, as a friend, and mm. as a neighbour, and, and for the GLBTI community. And it's really important. We we're all you know yourself, Beck, and and and, and I our allies in different ways Mm. and it's um we do work here at joy and things like that and it's a way to be an ally and be part of the community so what you're doing today is also and tonight is is
1: also being part of the community well that's why i accepted when james suggested my my name to you Mm. because that was one way of showing being an ally i guess absolutely and And it hasn't
2: been scary a little bit,
1: but We've we do we do
0: have a question for you as well, don't we? Like, when did you have your first homosexual?
1: <laughs> I'll take the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: um, up tonight is another couple of hours. Fabulous radio here on Joy. So, Beck may or may not be in the microphone in that big hot, That's that right. hot seat. People aren't sick of me yet. No, uh, we have Family Matters coming up. Uh, Next, at 8 o'clock till yep. 9, and at 9 o'clock is the woods.
0: And we've got a couple of sashed-up bears coming in tonight. Sashed-up
3: bears. Oh. Yeah, that's, they're words you don't hear very often. <laughs> now, if you
0: want to hear some muscle on the radio, <laughs> and I know that's definitely not what I'm supposed to say, but if you want to hear muscle tonight, Nine o'clock on the woods.
3: Ooh, and, um Can you top that? No, we're talking no. about law, <laughs> family matters, which is slightly
2: less muscly <clears throat> but also fun in its own special way. And just way. so you
0: know, Marion does know the diff- what a top and bottom is. She's perfectly oh, okay good. with that top.
2: Wonderful. <laughs> you should get it back on the woods, James. What's and she probably <laughs> oh, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll tell you later.
1: So, Marion, oh, I, I want. That, but that something like that reminds me that my my car license plate used to be BJO. Two sixty nine. That is the I best. I used to, you pay for that. I used to <laughs> say banjo two sixty nine to my <laughs> seventeen year old daughter. she said, you know, you, you and uh, and two what would it mean, Marion? <laughs> what would BJO I don't know mean? I'm allowed to say on air. You oh, can say anything
2: um you bought you paid for that mary yeah, you? that I was a personalized yeah, yeah.
3: plate i know so mary i want to thank you so much for joining us tonight and you have been a lovely yeah, lovely guest and you. a joy and please never ever change because i think you're a beautiful person inside and out thank you so much for joining us and we might have you back again because i think we've, we we've we haven't scared you off that's right, right. okay <laughs> you've been listening to beck and myself James, the lovely Marion, Clayton across the desk. Uh, have a great week, everyone. Keep listening to Joy. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: JOY 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support JOY 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au.
2: Thanks for listening to another JOY podcast, brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, JOY. Help us keep JOY on air. Head to joy.org.au. JOY, a diverse sound for a diverse
0: community.